Let's Roll. This is Counter Charge, your podcast for all things Kings of War. as they delve into the world of Mantica and bring you in-depth coverage of all things Kings of War. Welcome to Countercharge. I am Hari Capra. And I'm Rob Enough. I am very excited to be here and it's an honor really to get to represent Minnesota on Countercharge. And why don't you start us off with who is Hari Capra? I've been playing Kings of War for one year now. Got into it a week or two after Lady of the Lake last year, and that's been a month now uh, since Lady of the Lake this year. I actually got into it a little bit three or four years ago living in Korea. A friend showed it to me a little bit. We played a couple games with pieces of felt at half size, and I thought this would be fun. I would play this if I had people to play it with. And then I ran into a couple people up here. Neil Cauley, particularly, he's the former owner of Phoenix Games, used to be on Lake Street. I used to go there as a little kid all the time here in Minneapolis. Jeff Schlitgen gave me uh, some, I don't know, Schlitgen, Schlitgen, I can't remember. I always just want to call him Schlitgen I don't know. <laughs> I just call him Jeff. How's yeah. that? <laughs> Jeff here, too. Yeah. I'm sorry, Jeff. He gave me a couple of things. He had one from Lady of the Lake and John Becker did a good job of showing me how to to little bit of a introduction to the strategy and I've been playing a whole lot over the last year and loving it very much. So. Awesome. I know we met for the first time I think at Shiloh Slaughter. I'm trying to remember was it Trial Realms or Empire of Dust? It's now it's Empire of Dust. Okay. But- it makes sense to think it Yeah, I think you explain like it looks like a Trident Realms and you could play it that way but you're actually I think your long-term plan is, is I mean, Empire Dust, right? Yeah, I, I, I could even call it Empire of Mud because it's kind of swampy-seemed. But the idea is something along the lines of Atlantis has risen and in the swamp being led by Medusa. And I enjoy that a lot. I was the least painted army at Shiloh. I'm now almost entirely painted. I've been going very slow. But uh, the reason that it looks very like Trident Realm is I have those Wrath of King lobster men as mummies, which is... Uh, no one has had any real problems with that. So I'm very happy and thankful in that regard. One of the hallmarks of Kings of War is that re- in reality, if we can figure out what the unit is yes, and it doesn't, and it's not confusing, no one's going to care. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a great community. And we're going to get to that. But before we get there, let's learn a little bit more about you, Hari. Yeah. So give us a little bit of your background, where you're from. You know, how did you end up in tabletop wargaming, oh. uh, which obviously came eventually all the way to Kings of War. So I've been playing tabletop wargaming for one year. <laughs> wow. Was this like literally, literally your first game is Kings of War? I'm sorry to everybody else. It's a little mean, but I like to joke around that I have too much self-respect to play Games Workshop games. <laughs> you don't have enough money. One of the two. <laughs> that's that true. That's true. Yeah. But I mean, I just really appreciate I'd say that because I just really appreciate how nice mantic is to their to to us you know and how it's just a business model that i can appreciate so much more you know and that i can really feel happy to support so much more you know i really do like mantic i'm fine with the company making a profit and in staying in business and all that but there's something to, there's something refreshing with the way mantics is positioning themselves in the market to answer your question i'm uh, i'm from 
half from here in Minneapolis and half from New Mexico. I grew up back and forth going between them and lived 10 years in Asia, mostly teaching English, also studying abroad. And I've been big into board games for years, a little bit of role-playing games here and there. But uh, in the last year, board game uh, Kings of War has really pushed board games aside to be my kind of primary. Your main game. Yeah, your primary game. What board games do you enjoy? Oh, my favorite mm. is actually Evolution um, by North. Now that is a like a more of a is that more of a, is that the one from North Star Games? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I've heard good things. I have not had. I'm unfortunately my, my daughter's ten, so I end up playing a lot of games that are more geared towards younger crowd. But I imagine North, North Star Games. It's probably a, it maybe not a family game, but it's not far from it. I don't think because I don't think North Star makes anything too hard to get into. No, well, Evolution can, people will say a number of different things about it, but I won't get into that. But they do have Evolution, the beginning, which is perfect for a 10-year-old, I'd imagine. It's a, yeah, it's a simpler one. And yeah, I think I've actually seen you on, maybe on YouTube, talking about making stuff with your daughter or something like that. Yeah, anytime that Ham can get on a camera, uh, she will get on a camera. Uh, her, her face is a lot better off her camera than mine. You've been playing Kings of War for about a year. What made you take the jump from playing locally with the guys up there in Minnesota to, hey, let's go to tournaments? Yeah, all the way to Shiloh. That was kind of, it's a 10-hour drive for us. We got a horrible blizzard on the way back. Anyway, um, that was kind of a big jump. I don't know. I, I went to Renegade. I, I should also... I hope to also mention Renegade that we have here. Absolutely. In November, what's the date? Do you know off the top of your head? Last Saturday in November anyways, but uh, put on by John Becker. But I, I wasn't ready at that point, and I did a half a day, and I just kind of wanted to do it, and I, I wasn't that unhappy about the thought of going a long ways, just kind of choking around with the people in the car and seeing a new part of the country. And I really enjoyed uh, all the people down there in 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 Fayetteville that I met and it turns out I actually have a friend who owns a house three blocks away from the hotel we played in so oh my gosh that's go amazing <laughs> yeah, that's amazing really. well plus the, the guys that you came down with you mentioned Neil and Jeff but um I mean Kyle's another great guy Kyle's right? been <clears> playing so well like he finished second at uh for battle points at uh Lady of the Lake and again second maybe third second I think second for battle points uh in Iowa and for the first six months of playing, he's the single person I played against the most. And I play dust, and we hit on fours, and he plays fish, and I hit on fives. It's just horrible. Right. <laughs> it's a bad matchup for you. Oh, God, it's the worst matchup, yeah. <laughs> but it's really nice to see him doing so well, yeah. I think I met him for the first time maybe at two Shilohs ago, and we had an epic battle. And like you said, uh, I think he was just finding his fins, as you will, with, with the Trident Realms. And now it's nice to see him getting a little little bit of a success. Of course, uh, there's still the big dog in Minnesota that we haven't mentioned his name, but uh, Mr. Kapsner is still still the man on top. Yes, Kapsner. He, I, I thought he'd be beating everybody up a little more than he did in Iowa. I'm sorry to say anything less than he's just the kindest guy ever, you know? Um, and of course, he doesn't play in Lady of the Lake because it, he runs it. So I haven't actually, you know, seen a lot of him in tournament myself. I I don't know, but he I know he does very well, and I just loved his tournament he put on. And 
uh, it's the food is so good, and they, there's a band in the backyard, and everybody's there in good form and good spirits. The weather is incredible, and it's the games are fun, very dynamic, having all these different scenarios, and I, I really appreciated that a lot. Absolutely. When you look at Kings of War, obviously there's something there that that that's hooked you because you're still playing. What is it about the rule set yeah. that you like? <clears throat> about the rule set, well. The friend who first introduced me to Kings of War several years ago in Korea, he introduced it to me knowing, having heard what I said I liked about board games in general, namely that I like things that are elegant with a small level of what I would call gimmicky gimmick gimmicks. So Magic has a lot of gimmicks. I'd say Warhammer also has lots of gimmicks. And Kings of War has a little bit, just enough to kind of give you that little bit of feeling of a little variety and fun. But it's still underneath that a very simple and very elegant game that gives you makes you have to learn that much more strategy and really get good at it to to play. And that's what I really appreciate in a game. There's, of course, the hobby aspect I appreciate more, being able to use any models and put them on bases. And I've learned that and learned to love that. And the people are wonderful as well. But to answer your question, the, the rules is the elegance of them and simplicity of them. So what are you most excited about 3rd Edition? I'm pretty sure we're going to get Sand Wraiths. I keep thinking we're going to get Sand Wraiths in, uh, in, in the Empire of Dust. So I, I look forward to seeing what those look like. Uh, I also am hoping one of the armies that comes out will be Ophidians. And uh, good undead that my snakes might fit into a little bit more uh, readily. I don't know. Um, I'm just looking forward to seeing all of it, to be honest. Are you one of those people that are like on Fanatics every day trying to get the leaks, or are you just sitting back yeah. and on October 18th, you're just going to absorb it? I've been on there too much. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned you have a Empire Dust Army. Is that your only army currently? Yeah. My plan is to, um, since it is a little bit of a weird one, with some, I mean, I use Mantic Revenants and Skeletons, and uh, I actually have gotten more boxes of revenants and skeletons than you would realize because I've had to uh, mess things up, you know, <laughs> since I just started painting a year ago, too. Um, but I, 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 I look forward. I hope to use some of the more reptilian things. I have snakes and frogs and things like that. Uh, I'd maybe go a little bit of a salamander's direction and have a little bit of overlap, like with individuals. I have, you know, a I, I I picked up that very expensive Morathi figure, which is basically Medusa and could be used as a as a, a salamander dragon or as a, a dark elf dragon or something. You know, I, I I look forward to using some of the same models and a similar theme and similar basing, uh, and be able to do a second or third army with less work than the first one. If you could go back a year, tell yourself some tips about the hobby, painting, you know, what would you tell yourself? Uh, it's more doable than I thought it was. <laughs> I, I feel like I was, I was a little more intimidated than I needed to be. And I knew to pay a lot of attention to the basing because my painting wouldn't be as good as soon as other people. You know, I, I'm playing catch up with painting, but the basing will make up for that in some regards. And I think I was also right to just give myself all the time I needed. 
Um, but really it's been less, it's been a lot more fun than I even imagined it would be. And, uh, not as, as scary as you might think. I think that's a very intimidating thing for new players. And I didn't, I thought I'd probably get around to liking it, but I didn't think I'd get around to loving it as much as I have. My army going to, to Iowa this last weekend was not quite finished. A little basing to do a little bit of things only with a three color minimum. And yet I got two players choices votes so i'm really excited about that you know you mentioned something though a a couple things i think one is uh the hobby piece of it you know if people actually give it a chance there's a lot of redeeming qualities you know whether that's just like mentally kind of de-stressing you out i mean maybe speak to some of those things that are great about the hobby yeah well i i love that in that i used to spend too much time living alone being on the computer just youtube or random articles wikipedia whatever dumb thing and sometimes i would get away from that and and color in adult coloring books and this is like three-dimensional adult coloring books uh with a game attached it just it hits on so many things it hits on the wanting to play a game when you you're not playing a game and it hits on that relaxing and de-stressing it helps me get away from other on my own downtime activities and go to one that is much more productive and funner. There's not a lot of art forms, I think, where you can do it on your own at home and then every week go and show your friends, look what I did. <laughs> you know, that's very uh, uh, nice as well. It's it's a lot of fun. It really is. You're interesting in that you've got one army. That's kind of beneficial because if you're really want to learn the game and want to learn to play the you know this particular army, you just play it a lot. I mean, have you found that just sticking to one army has really helped improve your improve your game? Yeah, I, and Chris Kapsner gave that exact advice. He said, if you want to get really good, and he is, you know, very good. I he, uh, he has gotten very high scores at most of the tournaments, all the tournaments. I anyway, that's his his advice is just keep playing one army, play it, play it, play it, play it. I I also being so new to wargaming in general, I'd like to branch out a little bit. And, see what different play styles are like. Uh, even if I, you know, do feel happiest with Empire of Dust, and in many ways I think that's a good fit for me. But even if I stayed with Empire of Dust, I think it would be very beneficial to get an inside look at other uh, other play styles as well. Do you have an, another army that you're thinking about would be the next army for you? I mean, you mentioned Ophidians, but is there any armies that are currently in the book that you that, that have caught your eye? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I. I, I backed uh, Kickstarter, the um, raid on the Temple of the, of the Serpent with Aztec Amazons on dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah, they're fantastic looking models. Yeah, so I'm excited about that. And I don't know if I would, what direction exactly to take. I haven't chosen what to get out of that Kickstarter. But, I mean, I can imagine doing them as salamanders or doing them as, as uh, Twilight Kin with a stretch and with more of those models and less of the ones I have, maybe elves or, or empires of, or kingdoms of men. I don't know. I like looking at salamanders. I would do Trident Realm, but we have two of our most regular players playing Trident Realm already. Um, yeah, probably salamanders. Sometimes I think of nature. I'm just waiting for Ophidians, mainly. Yeah. That's right. Well, you hit on something that I really enjoy about Kings of War, which is I just buy models 
and then I figure out what to do with them. I just buy models that I like, yeah. and then we'll figure out what army they're going to be later. <laughs> How many armies do you have? What do you, if I may? For Mantic armies, I started with Undead. Uh, so I have Undead, Orcs, and Ogres. Uh, but then, obviously, I've been, I played Warhammer before, so I have seven or eight Warhammer armies as well. So, But I'm always looking for the next one, so I'm, I'm in the process of... Uh, I've built a little uh, Elf army, um, just just for fun, and then I've also got Night Stalkers on the go, and so I've always oh, and I have a halfling army that I'm using as Kingdoms of Men. So I've my problem is uh, I can't stick to any one thing. I don't follow Chris's advice, which is why I never get good because I don't ever play anything long enough to get good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How often do you play? Do you get to play weekly? We just got a new store that opened up in town, and we started a Mantic night. So every Wednesday night we show up and there's, you know, four or five, six of us and we're playing Kings of War. And there's usually people there that are maybe uh, Warhammer refugees or people that are playing other games that are just interested in, you know, Hey, I have these fancy figures. What can I do with them? Well, come hang out with us and we'll show you how to play Kings of War. Yeah. Uh, and so that's been a really great thing. Cause we've gotten three or four guys and girls just getting into the game with us and our communities really um, blossomed in the last month. And, um, so right now we're getting games in on Wednesdays and, you know, uh, and many Saturdays we'll go down there as well. So uh, I'm probably getting one to two games a week, which for me is great because in the past, you know, I would be lucky to get like two games a month. So yeah. um, how about yourself? How often are you guys playing? And let me ask you this question. Where are you guys playing? So Tower Games is uh, in South mm. Minneapolis. I'm lucky to live a 10-minute walk away. I just walk over there. Um, Tower Games is wonderful. I appreciate them very much in the space they provide us. Um, we're there on Saturdays, 10 o'clock, pretty much every Saturday, unless they have magic or something else needing all the tables, or unless we're off at a tournament. But uh, yeah, Tower at 10 o'clock is kind of the, the main thing. Other people also get in touch um, and maybe play at Tower or maybe play at Fantasy Flight Game Center event center um like on a tuesday or wednesday night or something like that but that's done on individual game basis mainly mm. yeah that's interesting too about the fantasy flight center because i've seen pictures of people playing kings of war you know warhammer 40k yeah. it's just really wild to me that a company store like that is so welcoming to play whatever i mean i, I guess they sell some of that stuff i assume no that place is cool they have food they have beer. They have all these these games that they sell. Not only their own company's games, but other companies' games as well. If I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure that's right. I haven't bought games from them before, though. And they have this huge wall. It's giant. Uh, just a library of games that anybody can just come and take and play. Uh, and then they have another room behind. There's the huge room with all the tables, very large, with a giant library on one wall. Behind that wall, there's another room that's used for tournaments that I haven't actually been in. But it's a big space. It's it's. I think in Minnesota, we're very lucky uh, to have the Fantasy Flight Event Center and to have so much gaming in general, actually. Absolutely. When you look at yourself in the mirror, would you put your, on that spectrum between hobby gamer and competitive gamer, where do you fall? Uh... Somewhere in the middle, maybe leaning more in competitive. I mean, I've played so much of Evolution that I meant, mentioned earlier that I've wanted to play it competitively, um, even though I haven't. And Kings of War, now I'm enjoying playing it competitively. I, I don't want to be real uptight about it. I generally go, I want to go and uh, kind of be less about 
the winning and more about the having fun. But you know, I want to win too, and I want to do put on do my best game I can and all of that. I yeah, I don't know. Kind of in, sort of in the middle, but just just maybe just a smidge towards the com- the competitive side. Yeah, I'm feeling like that. Yeah. So give us an overall perspective uh, of the Minnesota scene because you guys have got pockets of players yeah. up and down the state. Yeah, I mean, the two main parts of the state, I don't know, I don't get out of Minneapolis very much myself or the Twin Cities much myself. So I am I know some of the people that we play with do come from further out and come on a less regular basis. But we have uh, Duluth and Chris Kapsner and the community that he's built there. Um, and we have the Twin Cities as well. Um, the... Twin Cities, I think the the most regular Kings of War gaming is happening at Tower Games every Saturday. Um, five of us, I'd say, in particular, are there the most often. And let's let's go ahead and mention who are the five guys that are the the stalwarts of your community. So that's Neil Colley, who well, and Jeff is also a stalwart of our community, and he's not one of the ones there most regularly. He has work to that takes him out of town on weekends on a regular basis. Uh, he's not there as much as I think he'd like to be. But the people who are there the most are myself, Neil Colley, who I mentioned before, used to run Phoenix Games. Uh, John Becker, who who runs Renegade, coming in two months. Uh, Kyle, Kyle Peach. There's three Kyle P's in the Midwest. He's the Trident Realm one, um, who we've also already mentioned. And Ted, Ted, I'm not remembering his last name right now. I'm sorry to say. But Ted as well. He plays uh, orcs sometimes, kingdoms of men, elves. He jumps around a little bit. And he's running actually this coming Saturday. He's doing a running a one-day event, uh, sibling rivalry, where you take 2,000-point lists and your opponent chooses one of them to take for him. That's neat. I have not heard that done before. I like that. Your opponent picks a list. That's cool. Yeah. Well, and last time we made a bad list for other players – and they took the bad list. And so we were trying to come up with the worst things in Kings of War, which actually a lot of people chose regiments of infantry. And they performed better than people expected. And I liked seeing that, you know. It, 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 it leads to experimentation in a way that I appreciate, you know. That's, Absolutely. Yeah. So is is there a home for you guys in northern Minnesota on the internet? Like, is there a Facebook page that you guys uh, use as a meeting point? Um, it's kind of, it would be nice. We have Facebook pages. There's a Minnesota one, if I'm not mistaken. There's the Midwest one. There's others. I don't know the, Minis- the Midwest Minnesota Facebook stuff as well as I know that those of us in the Twin Cities, we use a WhatsApp group uh, all the time. And it's... That's a little bit harder to just point people to, but uh, tower games at 10 o'clock is easier. Um, we can get games to, you know, we can help people play games anywhere in the Twin Cities any day of the week. Probably can work out just fine. Um, if we do, if you do get in touch with us, I'd say uh, reach out to me, Hari Capra on Facebook or John Becker is a good one as well. He's actually the the uh, Pathfinder up here. Kyle Peach is also on Facebook a good bit. Um, yeah. Ted, Jeff, Neil's not on as much, but I'm sorry to say we don't, we, we do have a 
Facebook group, but I don't use it much myself. So let's talk about the Pathfinder program because you mentioned John's a Pathfinder. Yeah. Um, is he the only Pathfinder you guys have, or do you have a few more? I believe he's the only one we have, although he does uh, – He it came up at, in Iowa just the other day, and he did mention that he likes to uh, kind of have other people do little bits of it as well. So Kyle is helping run some of the – Events on Friday before Renegade, there will be a speed event with the new rules, even though the second book won't be out on Friday night. And before that, there will also be a Vanguard tournament. I think Kyle's running one of those two. I can't remember if he's running the other one or who else is running the other one. And then, of course, Ted running another one day on Saturday. Um, I like to do demos or, or play with new players and talk to new players. We actually have somebody who might be coming for a first game coming this Saturday. Um, so I'm looking forward to that as well. That's the highlight of my week when somebody shows up to the game store on Wednesday night and it's like, hey, I'm interested in King's War. Because, I mean, that's just like, oh, man, it's like, I don't know. Yeah. You know, I, I, we're about to we're about to give this person a great gift. Now, yeah. if the game's not for them, I completely understand, but... For a lot of people, this is a great game, and and it works, and it makes sense, and so it's uh, I, I love I love playing and and demoing for new players. It's like the highlight of my week. It, it's one of my favorite things to do as well. Yeah. Well, let's talk about Manta games. You, you mentioned them a little bit, but from the perspective of, of a player, you know, what are the things that they're doing well, and what are the things you think they should improve on, or could improve on? They're doing a lot of things well. I, I, I feel like their their business model in general is just very kind to us, the players. I, I think it's very good of them to let us use whatever models we want, and I hope that doesn't hurt their bottom line too much. I, I really do appreciate the amount of work that they put into putting, you know, the, the amount of crunch that goes into one rule book for Kings of War, given that it, it touches on all the armies is a fair bit more than I think in other companies' games where it's, you know, 75% fluff, 25% crunch, um, and they only sell one book. So, you know, I, I don't really feel like people need to complain about getting the hard cover first or anything like that. But I, the only thing I would really say that they should make sure to be doing is make, you know, I think they do a very good job of, of, uh, of keeping the community very friendly and very fresh and very uh, just having the good vibe it does. And I know that's an easy thing to have get away from a company. And I just, uh, I love the community so much. I, I, I know that with the game growing and with more people coming into it, these games have a tendency to get a little bit more competitive and a little less of a nice community vibe. And I hope that that won't happen in the same way as it could otherwise. And I, I think they, they will do a good job with it and that they can and, and we'll see. And, and I'm along for the ride in whatever case. Well, I think you mentioned something earlier that, you know, Kings War is low on gimmicks. And because of that, I think it attracts a certain kind of player and detracts other types of players, maybe the really hardcore list building gotcha gamer. And so I think from that end, I, I think, you know, I think even as we grow, I think the percentage of the, the I don't want to call him the, the, the overly competitive guy. We have, we have 
competitive players, but the guys that are winning at all costs, there's a less percentage. I think there's a smaller percentage of that in our population. So, and I don't, I don't see that changing. I think so. And I hope so. And yeah, I agree. So let's talk about tower games. Yeah. They sound like a great store. What are they doing? Well, what are they doing? Well, um, yeah, they do a lot. Well, they have a really nice atmosphere. They have the people working there. It's just kind of very welcoming in general. Bob is the guy who runs the place. He, we have a good relationship with him. He he talks with John. We all ordered all the books for third edition all together. And I don't know. I just I just feel super comfortable there myself. I I know um, it's it's just hard in general for your friendly local game stores to both provide a space and also to provide it without charging people money. And I just always love to to support the store and try and buy something every time I'm there, even if it's small, you know, even just a bag of chips. But they they have uh they have board games all day Mondays. Uh, when people get off work until ten o'clock or so, they have pretty much every day of the week, night of the week, they're busy with magic other miniature games, more magic, more magic. <laughs> it's a big part of it. Uh, role-playing games on Wednesdays. Uh, we play Kings of War on Saturdays. I love that it's close by. It's There's people that go there that I've known for 20 years now. Uh, I, I just It's the only game store I go to, so it's a little hard for me to compare in some ways. But I love tower games anyways. Sounds like a great store. I mean, they're accommodating to uh, those people that are not playing. You know, not everybody plays the Games Workshop hobby. Some play, you know, Warlord games or, in our case, Mantic games. And so it's nice. Two things. I think it's nice that, uh, one, they give you a place to play. But, two, I think it's also good that they work with you because I I understand that they're not going to want to stock every game. But when they work with you to say, hey, I know third edition's coming out. This is an opportunity, you know, for us to place a big order, you know, and and working with you to get that, that order put together you know that's that's a nice thing because there's some stores that you know really are not interested in and in, in even doing special orders they really just yeah. if it's not if they don't carry it they're not really interested in it so um it's it's great that they're catering to what their players want well and they they do order mantic for us and they have the entire time i've been playing kings of war and longer actually because i was aware of it before i really started playing it they had rule books they've had all the rule books for a while even though some of the older ones are sitting on the shelf and not needed at this point and unfortunately ended up uh just costing the store money but um they also have since the huge big giant came out the colossal giant they've had a colossal giant they have some orc great axes sitting there that haven't sold quite yet recently he got in a couple more boxes uh empire of dust skeletons and undead revenants and maybe something else and i think with the drop of third edition there we're going to be seeing more in this store um yeah so there is a little bit and will be more and they're great in terms of i do all my ordering mantic through them well, I know you just attended the Iowa GT. Mm-hmm. Kind of give us your overview of the event because it sounded like a heck of a first of time, uh, a heck of a first time event. It was great, uh, and and one really fun part of it as well. It wasn't uh, planned until the night before, but after the event on Sunday, the a couple of uh, stragglers played a uh, siege battle 
big old siege battle with the castle and everything. It was the first time I saw one, really, or knew anybody in person who had played one other than just pictures on Facebook. And that was a lot of fun. And that's going to become more of the kind of the gimmick for the tournament because it's otherwise straight by the book. Very simple points as will be uh, given like the same amount of points as will be at Masters. And, um, but with the siege battle for people who want to stay later. Myself, I enjoyed it a lot. I, I had three wins and the two losses. I felt really bad about one of the wins and that we both timed out. And in the time not working out, I, uh, <clears throat> I, um, maybe made a mistake that won me the game and I offered a draw and I kind of felt bad about that whole situation. But that was James, uh, I'm not remembering his very Italian last name now, but I'm sorry about that. On the other hand, I had a ton of fun. I really enjoy going to tournaments and just the camaraderie, all the people all around having a good time, seeing nice armies, seeing people I met some other city, some other time, you know, it, it's a ton of fun. Yeah. What other events do you have on your docket for 2019? Oh, well, uh, some of us are going to Dragonfall. I, I don't think I'll make it out to Dragonfall, but I'll be at Renegade. And Renegade is, I guess, the last tournament that scores for Masters. And then I imagine I'll go to Shiloh in January. Absolutely. And we should mention Renegade GT is November 22nd through 24th. Uh, the uh, G- the Kings of War is on Saturday and Sunday. So uh, the website is renegadeopen.com. Check it out. Get your badge. Sign up. Sign up early and often, as John Becker would say. Yes, early and often. And he gives extra points for real early. And there will be this year, today, as we do this interview, is the last day for uh, signing up to be part of another early sign-up raffle. So someone will be winning $100 uh, prize money with Mantic. Oh man, that's awesome. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> really great. Really great. John's such a nice guy. Uh, I got a chance to meet him for the first time at the masters in Nashville a few years ago. And I think I met him and his son, Sam Becker. Sam moved down to Albuquerque. That's your old stomping grounds, right? Yeah. Your, your old neck of the woods. Yes. yes. I lived in Albuquerque for two years in college. John's just a super nice guy and he's very passionate and we really appreciate the effort that he puts in. Mm. Uh, I mean, you guys, you guys are lucky to have him up there because he's he's a real force. Yeah, and and to also to talk to go back talking about Iowa for a moment. The two losses I had, aside from the win, I felt bad about. Um, one was to to John, who you know I've only beaten once out of uh, two dozen games or something, and he's kind of a mentor to me. And then also to to Marv, who went. He was the only player who went undefeated for the whole tournament, and he took best of everything, and he was had the most battle points. And those are not people to feel bad about losing. Absolutely. If you're going to lose, lose to the best, right? <laughs> yeah, it felt very good. So you mentioned a little bit, where can people follow your adventures? Where can they follow your army progress, and where can they chat you up? Is it mostly on Facebook? Yeah, I don't have really – I haven't taken pictures of my – I mean, I've taken a couple and just sent one to a friend here or there, but I don't have Instagram. I don't have anything but Facebook, really. I don't have my pictures of my army up. I'm on uh, the Empire of Dust facebook page a good bit as well and i guess i should just start putting up my armies i don't have a website or anything else anywhere but yeah thank you for asking yeah 
yeah, you start with one, right? You just take some pictures and you put them up there. And uh, I, I find that it's fun because if you put your pictures up there, um, you get a lot of great feedback on your army. You get a lot of good ideas for future, you know, uh, different units, different basing techniques. I mean, I, I love that that community sharing of the hobby. Yeah, I think I could really enjoy that as well. Well, what else do we need to know about Harry? That's pretty much. I hit all the things I wanted. You hit all the big stuff. Yeah, I mean, I I asked both John and Stephen in Iowa what they might want me to say, and I said those, and I I said my stuff about Kings of War, and uh, yeah. So actually, um, yeah, I I just being that I've only played uh, war games for one year. I think the one little bit of of perspective that I think it's easy for people to get away from is, and I find kind of interesting, is it's easy to forget just how much of an investment, not just of money, but time, money, energy, learning to the strategies of the game. Like, there's a lot there. And so in that regard, I think that's part of why it might be sometimes a little hard to get new people into it because... I mean, I played board games with all these other tons of people, and they're maybe slowly coming in the direction of playing Kings of War, but they know it's a big investment, and they're a little cautious to go that go forward with that. But um, so I, I really do feel strongly about just uh, being that much more kind of uh, holding hand holding or like being kind and whatever to the. To the new players, um, yeah, I, I I think it's worthwhile to remember because a lot of the people I play with have been playing war games for decades. You know, Neil Cauley particularly. That's good words to take us out on because, you know, it's important that if we want this community to grow and be sustainable long term, we we're gonna need to have yeah. a new generation of players, and we need to find ways to bridge those gaps to bring those people in. And make it so it doesn't feel intimidating, right? That, you know, it's it's your point is valid because like if someone looks at the game and they go, oh wait, I have to paint 150 models, <laughs> you know, we've got we've got to do things like escalation leagues and ways to bring them in, you know, whether it's through Vanguard, you know, you, we've got to find interesting ways to bring them in at a pace that that's that they're comfortable with. Yeah. It's not always easy. It, it's certainly not always easy. And and also, you know, we've got gamers, lots of people that play Kings of War that don't, you know, see themselves as competitive gamers. Um, and, and, and maybe to them, tournaments are a bad word. You know, I think that's probably a misrepresentation of tournaments because the tournaments that I've been to, they're great. It's really more about the social experience than the competitiveness on the table. Uh, it's just, you know, fantastic. Yeah, I think some of the people who avoid the competitive <clears throat> nature of the tournaments might be surprised and enjoy it more than they might think. Well, I think that's going to do us tonight. You want to take us out, Harry? Let me just say thank you again for, for giving me the opportunity to... Oh, I just remembered one last thing I wanted to say about Minnesota. I'm so sorry. I just wanted to say the Midwest is a huge region, and four of the eight people who went to Masters uh, earlier this year were coming from Minnesota. And right now, I think we're not that many, but a lot of the people after the top eight in the Midwest are from Minnesota. So I just also wanted to to point out that it's a strong state with a lot of players playing a lot. And I think, um, you know, Chris Kapsner, of course, everybody knows, but also the others here, I, I like to just kind of remind the Mantic, the larger Mantic community that 
we're here and, and we're we're doing a good job playing the game and promoting the game and we're loving the game. And uh, with that, thank you very much to, for giving me the opportunity to represent Minnesota on Countercharge, which is the podcast I love. And everybody, you are listening to Countercharge. Keep on loving Mantic and Kings of War. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time on Countercharge. Please let us know what you thought of the show by emailing us at counterchargepodcast at gmail.com, on Twitter at countercharge15. If you enjoy the show, you can help others find out about it by leaving positive reviews on iTunes. Until next time, keep countercharging. Music is a composition of Kevin McLeod and is licensed under Creative Commons. 